how the journey began. The endless rows of corn, three feet tall, yellow-green in that hot July sun, waved me on. As my old hometown vanished like a ghost, the familiar faded red barns and sycamore trees whispering only the promise of decay, while swirling dust and exhaust fumes shouted, Freedom! And I headed for the interstate. Days later, I remember smiling inside and out, walking down the streets of a town previously unexplored, morning air scented with the aroma of pavement, steamy wet from a short-lived rain. The chill of my grass-stained t-shirt and muddied blue jeans would not, could not dampen the excitement of that extraordinary experience. Oh, the thrill of being young and adventurous, of finding myself somewhere far, far away from my place of birth. I reveled in the sights that replaced the pictures in the magazines. I laughed at the tiny towns that quickly disappeared in the rearview mirrors. I felt the rush of adrenaline, gazing into deep, rocky gorges, the air resplendent with the refrains of nature's white water symphonies. I found myself alive, breathing in the thick pine scent of primeval forest meadows, watching the sun rise in desert skies, all cotton candy pink. I became empowered by tumultuous city traffic and the sight of 10,000 towering steel structures. In those days, those places, I discovered myself, my strengths and weaknesses, plumbing the mysteries of body and soul. I traveled forever looking for the heart of me. It was so unlike the months and years before so distant from my earliest memories, from the days when I lived a slave to my childhood, orbiting that parental center of my universe, bound by indiscernible ties to familiar strangers, those who would call this clan of kin a family, those who took it upon themselves to torment me with their inconsistent truths, pretentious lies, and insipid excuses. A prisoner of lost time and stern warnings, I felt like a cat in a burlap sack suffocating, clawing against the darkness that surrounded me, guarded against the possibility of envisioning an over-the-rainbow reality. I was taught to believe that freedom would surely be, for me at least, far more deadly than a two-story house on a half-acre of land in the middle of nowhere. But I had eyes to see, and seeing through this deceit I struggled to live, to dream, to believe in myself and not merely be a piece of someone else's fuzzy puzzle. I remember I hitched my first ride, the driver, a middle-aged man, dressed in faded blue denim, a John Deere ball cap, and worn dusty work boots, asked me where I was going. On that day, and for years to come, the answer would inevitably be, I'm heading home. <laughs>